Hello. Welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I'm Stella. And, and there it goes again, the sound that I'm making. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get started uh, today on talking about trusting yourself. It is something that came up um, in my writing, and I have been, I've really been writing. Like, I've been getting it done this week. Um, I got two essays done on um, the side project that I'm working on, which will eventually be its own thing, but also uh, I got one done today on uh, the codependency coaching book. So I'm making things happen um, slowly but surely. It is it is a thing. Um, today, though, we're going to be talking about trusting yourself. Um, if you have noticed on my stories, I had posted a video to TikTok this morning on feeding myself because I um, have been struggling at doing that. And part of that struggle is just, it's a coping skill that I have used often, uh, probably for the majority of my life. When I get stressed out or overwhelmed uh, or anxious, I don't get hungry, like I lose my appetite, um, or I eat things that aren't great. <clears throat> but I was talking about the uh, kind of thing that creates that is uh, 16 year old me. 16 year old me, um, was going through a lot and uh, probably for two years prior to that uh, just being in high school and being an adolescent and being the oldest of several humans there were a lot of reasons that I developed an eating disorder and uh, it was a co-occurring eating disorder with uh, anxiety and depression um, but I uh, was anorexic and bulimic at the same time uh, without the binging and purging so just to be a little transparent there. Um, and so I notice that when I get anxious or overwhelmed, I lose my appetite. Um, and so I've been trying to be really conscientious about that. But in my stories, I posted a picture of, pictures of me from high school. And part of the reason in doing that is one, to hold myself accountable, but also to uh, really give her some extra love. When I notice that I am feeling insecure or overwhelmed or really critical, she's the one that shows up, my 16-year-old Stella, sweet girl, uh, and she usually needs some attention. Um, she's also the one who gets really overwhelmed and um, she, when she's insecure, she can be really negative and judgy. Um, and I'm using this like third-person concept because a long time ago, um, a therapist of mine had therapist, supervisor, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, had talked about kind of putting all of ourselves together. Um, it was a supervisor who had originally brought it up and then my, my therapist changed it. But um, my, the original person, the supervisor, had talked about having a board meeting with like all of ourselves. And that didn't really kind of resonate with me. It didn't fit because I, I don't know, I just had never been on a board or in a board meeting. Um, but my therapist had talked about like what would be a better gathering place for yourselves and what i had talked about was the better gathering place for me was the kitchen table um although a fire pit also works uh and so putting all of the versions of me from you know little tiny me to adolescent me um 25 year old me like all the me's all the stellas in one place to be able to talk to them 
have a meeting and be like, hey, ladies, what's on our agenda today? Like, what are we doing? Um, and really making sure that they all have their needs met. And that was really helpful for me to be able to identify which parts of myself are struggling when those parts of myself are struggling. And 16-year-old me is the one that shows up when I am not feeling great. Um, like I said, she can be critical. She can be critical, critical about what I'm eating, about what I'm wearing. She is the very judgy voice in my head, uh, or what I like to call the asshole in my head. And so rather than getting frustrated with her or overwhelmed with her, which is what she was met with when I was you know, a teenager, I really try to pay attention to what her needs are. And mostly what she needs is some validation and a little extra attention um, and usually a snack because that was, that was hungry me. Um, and so I posted pictures of her on my story um, and I, look, I feel like I look very different. I mean, obviously we look different than our teenage selves when there's a big age gap. I think it was in uh, 2021, it was the 30 year um, anniversary of when I graduated high school. So anyway. Um, the other thing that had really kind of resonated this week and really I've been sitting in is this concept of trusting yourself um, because it's, it's part of the self-love journey and though it's definitely important and poignant to the codependency journey, it's something that I really encourage clients to do, especially when they have been struggling with um, depression, anxiety, identity stuff, when they've gone through really big transitions in their lives, it's very difficult to trust our own decision-making. Um, and so I wrote about it because I felt like it was important to kind of flesh out for myself, but also it's just an important thing to think about. And there are a couple different pieces to it. Um, one of them is really recognizing like where your intuition comes from. And so there's a, a chakra. Uh, right under your heart, and it's kind of in your gut area, it's your solar plexus, the yellow chakra. Um, and so when I talk with clients a lot, I want them to make sure there's an alignment with their head, so their thoughts and, and what's going on up here cognitively, their heart, which is usually their emotions, and then uh, their gut, right? And so sometimes um, those things get misaligned, and we're either only making decisions from our head when we're rationalizing or, you know, really making things a lot more complicated than they need to be, or we're, we're reacting from emotion and we are just reacting and we're not responding. So um, it's really the idea of putting all three together in that alignment of your head, your heart, and your intuition. A lot of times um, there's a book called The Gift of Fear look it up, it's really kind of interesting, I can't think of who wrote it, but um, he talks about how human beings are really the only ones who shut down their intuition. The only creatures on the planet that will run into a burning building, which is really kind of silly. Obviously, very grateful for, uh, for firefighters who run into a burning building, but um, human beings do that a lot when we see all the red flags and we're like, yes, I want that. Uh, and so we, we shut down our intuition or, you know, even in, in the book, he talks about how like Ted Bundy was really charming and women, especially the ones who got away and lived, uh, had talked about this, like thought that like something was off, but they talked to him anyway. Um, and so we do that a lot as we shut down our intuition where we recognize red flags or we, um, go against what we know to be true, and oftentimes kind of after the fact, 
specifically in relationships, but in lots of situations, there's a part that we recognize we're like, oh, I, I had an inclination, I had a feeling, I had a, I had a knowing that this was a bad situation, bad idea, bad decision. Also recognizing that sometimes um, we can intuitively take care of ourselves um, and recognize that our higher self or like the universe, God, spirit, creator, whatever, is really taking care of us and, and that's kind of our angels. And so that's where they talk to us is through our intuition, through our gut. Um, and so when we are anxious and it affects our stomach often, um, that's your intuition kind of giving you an indication that there's, there's something that you need to pay attention to. And it doesn't always mean bad things. It just, it just means that we start to diminish our own intuition, our own trust in ourselves when we are going through difficult and challenging things. And especially in trauma or, um, uh, if we've been in situations that over stimulate our um, parasympathetic nervous system where we are like activated often, we're not paying attention to our gut, our brain is reacting or our cellular bulum is reacting as though there is a Tyrannosaurus Rex um, coming for us. <laughs> um, you know, I we talk about, or I talk about with, with trauma um, clients who have like PTSD, is their, their, their brain is reacting as though a saber-toothed tiger is coming for them. It's the oldest part of our brain that really reacts to a trauma response. And so they're, they're anxious, their brain is working under the, the indication that something is wrong. So their intuition is really kind of tamped down or, or not um, activated, right? Um, and so when we've been through a traumatic situation or a difficult relationship or, you know, something didn't work out, we start to distrust our intuition. We start to think, oh, I don't make really good choices. Like, maybe I shouldn't be making choices. Um, I did actually give over my decision-making ability to my best friend when I was, uh, I think in my early 20s. Um, I'd been through a series of like stupid relationships and, and dumb things. And so I, I basically just said to her like, I don't get to make decisions anymore. I can't trust my decision-making. So you're making my decisions. Um, and she did that for about a month. And then she was like, I feel like you can do this. Um, because obviously we make a million decisions in a day. Very simply from like, what am I gonna wear? You know, uh, should I wear these shoes? Um, should I go this way to work? Um, should I respond to that email? Like we make so many decisions in a day that at some point you're going to have to work on trusting yourself. And if you don't, um, then you gotta get back in touch with what that is. Usually it's a judgy part of your brain telling you that you're stupid or that you don't make healthy, good decisions. Um, and I say that because I've heard clients often, you know, really be negative to themselves and I don't make good choices and I'm really dumb and that's a bad blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I work with them to, to help change the, the way they're talking to themselves. But then I also work with them on, you know, pay attention to what, what is that about? Like, where is that coming from? And so then we'll go to like, you know, whatever trauma or whatever thing happened where they shut down their intuition or they shut down their ability to make a healthy choice. Um, and so really paying attention to that alignment, super important. The next thing is to, you know, kind of that self-love piece is to think about what it is you really want or need. Um, and it's important to, to really start to think about those things 
there are so many people um, who are giving away their power to make decisions to other people. I say that and it, it seems, doesn't really fit, but I want you to think about the kind of people who are often uh, asking the opinion of a lot of other people. I had this one client who was gonna buy a house and she asked like eight people to come with her at different points to come and see the house. And um, I was like, well, what, what did you feel about it? She was like, I loved it. I thought it was great. Like it had all the things I wanted. And I was like, well, why didn't you trust yourself? She's like, because I just got out of a shitty relationship and I have totally been taken advantage of. And financially, I feel like I don't make good decisions. And I was like, hold on, um, can you afford the house? And she said, yeah. I have all this money saved and I worked really hard for it. And I was like, okay, well, sounds like financially you make good decisions and you said you loved it. What did you love about it? And she was like, well, I love the way that it felt and I love the light in the morning. And I went several different times because I had eight people join me. Um, and I, I loved the floors in the kitchen. Didn't love the floors in the bedroom. Um, but anyway, as she was going through this process, I was telling her, I was like, it sounds like you're leaving this really big decision up to these other people. It sounds like you don't trust yourself. And um, she kind of sat with it for a minute and she said, no, I, I don't, I don't trust my decisions. And I was like, okay, well, let's, let's talk more about that. So really recognizing that if you are giving away your power or your decision-making process to other people, or you were taking a lot of other people's opinions or thoughts into consideration, you're losing your connection with your intuition. And your intuition is, you know, just kind of that extra sense or, you know, I talk about like your angels or whatever, whatever is protecting you and keeping you safe, keeping you alive, that's your intuition. You know, I, I think often about times when I was in high school and I was a super anxious, like teenager, um, but there would be nights where we were like going to go cruising or we were going to go to a party or we were going to go whatever. And I was like, I don't have a good feeling about this. And uh, my friend at the time was like, I don't either. And I was like, cool, let's stay home. And so we did. And so that was really helpful. But then we found out later that there was like a fight or, you know, there was, there was something that just didn't work out. Somebody's ex showed up and whatever. So that, you know, really being in touch with my intuition has been helpful. And even though I have at different times given away my power <laughs> to make decisions to other people. Um, it's one of those things that I start to pay attention to now in aligning, you know, what are my thoughts about it? How do I feel about it? And then what does my gut say? And when you're doing that consistently, you start to really recognize that when you're in alignment, you're making better choices for you now. Making better choices for you isn't necessarily making better choices for the people around you. Um, and so that's the other thing is lots of people are gonna have opinions and um, perspectives on the choices that you make. Um, and that's fine, like, you know, we care about what other people think um, to whatever degree, but when it becomes that overwhelming sound in your head of, oh, I don't wanna do this because it'll piss off my mom, or oh, I don't wanna do this because it'll hurt my, friends feeling or oh I don't want to do this we're again giving away our power we're not trusting our own intuition we're not doing the things that are good for us um, and so I talk a lot about really helping clients and helping people in general like what do you want and a lot of times we don't know what we want because we are so out of alignment with ourselves that it's really difficult to make a choice 
And so, you know, kind of back to where I was this morning, when my 16-year-old self is in charge, I'm not making good choices. I'm making emotional choices. I'm making judgy choices. Um, I, you know, I went for a carbo <laughs> a carbohydrate snack. I said carby snack three times in my TikTok video, and I couldn't understand what I was saying because I mumble. Uh, but I had ice cream last night, and it was delicious. Um, and immediately, my 16-year-old self was like, you have to be in a bathing suit next week, you dumb hooker. Uh, <laughs> she's very mean to me. Uh, so I, you know, kind of went down this weird spiral where I was just like, that's not helpful. You're eating ice cream. You got to be in a bikini and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, one, you don't have to be in a bikini. You want to be in a bikini. And two, uh, nobody fucking cares except for you. So stop being rude to yourself. But what I recognized is that all I had to eat yesterday was a salad, which was delicious, but that was it. And, uh, an ice cream, which not the best combination of choices. Uh, so I woke up this morning with the intention of having breakfast and I did. Um, it is something to really consider how we are trusting ourselves, how we are, or if we are trusting ourselves at all. Now there is a caveat to this and I've talked to clients about it before and I have even created my own committee uh, when I'm gonna make a questionable decision. Uh, and this is the concept of I need an adult. Um, I am an adult, we've established, I'm a grown up. Uh, of a certain age, but um, sometimes I can't always trust my, my heart because she's the one who makes emotional decisions and sometimes my head gets all cloudy and muddled. And so um, before I make a reactive, like unhelpful choice, I will uh, call one of the people on my committee. I borrowed the committee term from my daughter who put me on the committee and I was like, cool, I'm on the committee. Um, but I have about four people in, in my committee <laughs> that when I'm going to make a dumb choice, I'm like, I'm going to call one of them before I make that decision. Uh, my sister is one of them. Um, and so I'll call her and be like, I need an adult. Uh, and she will walk me through it. And she is, you know, one of the ones who is like, what do you want? Right. Um, a lot of times I will talk to, you know, a couple girlfriends and be like, this is where I'm at and I'm all in my feelings about it or whatever. It's just like, what do you want? This is what I want. Well, then that's how you get there, right? But really recognizing that there are people that you can trust in your circle. And if you have a very tiny circle, which is totally fine, um, recognize that, you know, there's got to be at least one or two people that can help you to kind of get back to what it is you want. What does your intuition say? What does your gut say, right? If your gut says, I don't want that, then listen to it because your heart or your emotional, you know, response or whatever, or your trauma and all of those things, they're going to make not helpful decisions, but your want, like your intuition, when you truly trust yourself is going to tell you what you actually want. Um, the universe is going to give you what you need, but you can make a decision based on what you want. And if you don't want to do the thing, don't do the thing, whatever it is. You know, I, I've talked a couple different times about like not wanting to go to certain parties, potlucks are not my thing, you know, don't want to have to uh, have a job where I have to go to work and talk to somebody that I don't like. Ugh, none of that feels really good to me. So I, I created my own thing and now I, I do what I want to do. Now, there are things that we have to do out of, you know, I signed a contract, I have to do the thing. But um, when you're really paying attention to what your 
needs are, like as a human being, what do you want? What do you want to do? Do that thing. And, and make conscious decisions regularly so that you can, right? Um, and that's, you know, if you just want to play around all day and play video games and totally fine, not my jam, but, um, you know, maybe you need a day to do that. Uh, maybe you need a day to sit in a hot tub and have some coffee and, you know, play on TikTok, whatever it is, water. When you start to trust yourself, that want, what do I want, becomes a lot clearer. It's a lot easier to make that decision when you take all the chatter of other people's perspectives or um, other people's opinions out of the equation, it's a lot easier to get to what you want, right? And so these are things to pay attention to when you're in that alignment of your head, your heart, and your intuition. Um, so one of the last kind of things, I'm just looking over the essay. Trusting yourself will take time. It does. It takes time, especially when you've had uh, trauma, right? Um, oftentimes when people have gone through really difficult things, they start to discredit or doubt that they make good choices. And that's really difficult because oftentimes, especially when our choices have been taken from us um, or, you know, we, we did something and, and ended up in a relationship with a narcissist or whatever it is, um, even when we're going through transition that we want that's good and helpful change, uh, we start to discredit what our intuition is saying. Um, and even if you had a gut feeling that something was a good thing and then it was a bad thing, that happens, right? Things change over time. Um, and it doesn't mean that you don't make good choices. It means that the choice that you made at the time was fine and then things changed. Um, and so I bring up trauma because <clears throat> oftentimes trauma, um, depending on what the trauma is, um, even something, let's say something less traumatic than the things that are happening in my brain, like a car accident, for example. Um, if you've ever been in a fender bender or even a big car accident, right? Um, you start to question everything and it makes you like not want to drive or not want to drive on the highway or whatever. Um, you start to question like, oh, maybe I'm a bad driver. Maybe like I shouldn't have my kids in the car or whatever it is. Um, obviously that's very extreme for, you know, kind of a, a fender bender situation. Now, notoriously, if you ask anybody that knows me well, um, I have been deemed a bad driver. I am not a bad driver. <laughs> now, uh, in high school, terrible driver, many accidents. I really should not have been driving at 16. Um, but <laughs> now at you know, 49, I do drive better. And certainly now that I don't have a vehicle at all, it doesn't really matter. But um, we, we can start to doubt our abilities to trust ourselves. Um, if you've ever had Taco Bell or really terrible food that was great at the time, but then it gave you food poisoning, you will doubt your ability to make a good choice or you'll doubt that restaurant. Taco Bell. Um, just kidding. This is my, one of my sisters loves Taco Bell. It's obnoxious, but she does love it. Um, but what I'm saying is, Oftentimes we will start to doubt our own decision-making process if we have a negative consequence, right? But 
without judging the negative consequence, it's important to really recognize that sometimes negative things happen. That's just true, but that does not necessarily mean that we're bad at making choices. It just means that, you know, here was a bad outcome. We don't have to attach any meaning to it. We just have to recognize, well, that didn't work out. Lots of things don't work out. They're not supposed to. The things that are meant for you will work out the way they're supposed to. And this is me with my woo-woo, the universe, blah, 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 blah. But in my experience, that's true, right? And so when things work out, I think it's really important to recognize that we can change our mind, that we can say, okay, that wasn't helpful, but you know, moving forward, I'm gonna pay attention to my head, my heart, and my intuition. I can make a better choice. And recognizing that trusting yourself is part of that really big way to move forward in loving yourself so that you're not being so negative and so overwhelmingly dependent on other people's perspective, opinions, or whatever, like whatever their needs are, you're paying attention to other people's needs, you're not paying attention to you. And so when you can trust yourself and go, okay, that didn't work out, uh, what do I need to do differently? How can I help myself be better at this? Um, you know, rechecking in, like 16 year old me would have made horrible choices with 30, you know, 30, with <laughs> 49 year old me's money. She just would have made bad choices. Fuck, 20, 20 year old me made bad choices with money. Um, but I don't, I don't judge them for that. I recognize that when you're 16, you make 16 year old decisions. When you're 20, you make 20 year old decisions. Now, I trust myself more because I had those, like um, apparently past me is over here. Uh, I made those shitty choices, right? But without judging them and holding on to that definitive, this is who I am, I just recognize, hey, when I was 16, I made 16 year old decisions. When I was 25, I made 25 year old decisions. Now I'm gonna make decisions based on all of that experience and what I know to be true today, right? And so really recognizing that I can mess up, in fact, I'm supposed to, and I can learn and I can grow, right? I am constantly changing. From one day to the next, I change. Um, hopefully not all right here, but, <laughs> but I do change over time, I'm supposed to. It's kind of the wonderful thing about being a grown-up and being an adult and living and living, right? Living a, certain, living a life means that you have an opportunity to change it. You have an opportunity to do it differently. You don't have to stay stuck in the same all the time. And recognizing that just because you made bad decisions over here doesn't mean you're gonna make bad decisions over here. It will change based on the information that you have. And, and, here's the other cool thing. I can still fuck it up today. I can still go back to a shitty coping skill and go, oh, I don't, that doesn't fit for me anymore. Um, I'll try it out sometimes. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm gonna go to Taco Bell. Um, I, it's never been a really satisfying experience. <laughs> so they don't have those here. So, you know, I'll live my whole life and like probably never eat another Taco Bell burrito. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like really recognizing that you can still give yourself permission to fuck it up. You can still give yourself permission to make a bad choice and that doesn't have to define you and it doesn't have to be who you are, 
right? It just has to be what happened. And then how do I learn from it? How do I do it better? If you don't allow yourself that grace and compassion to do it better, then you're just going to stay in that old version of yourself. That's not really helpful, right? Again, 16 year old me, I love her today, right now, love her. Recognize that she is an indicator of me paying attention to my needs. And I recognize that she has 16 year old mentality of, you know, men leave, my body is gross, nobody likes me, you know, whatever insecurity she had, like that's who she is. That was her experience. She still lives in here and I have to be nice to her. Emotions. Um, and the same is true for little me. Um, I've talked about having a picture of a seven-year-old me on my desk um, because it's important. Um, she's precious and I don't have her here, which is hard, but she's in my brain um, and she's in here. But I had her on my desk because when I would be really critical or hard or mean to myself, I'd have to look at her and be like, she lives in here and I would never talk to a child that way because I don't talk to children. <laughs> but I would be nice. I would be nicer to her, right? Which is why I brought up the pictures of me in high school. Rather than looking at her critically, I have to look at her with compassion. I have to trust myself. Um, it's really hard to look at yourself while you're crying. Uh, <laughs> but that's the message for today, right? Really learning how to reacquaint ourselves and trust ourselves that we're going to meet our own needs, that we're going to take care of what we need to take care of using that alignment of your head, your heart, and your intuition. And when you can really identify what you want, what you actually want, you're going to make a better decision for you because that's coming from inside you right? It's not coming from these external sources. It's not coming from these external places. It's coming from you. And when you are functioning from what you want, you're actually going to get further ahead. You're going to align yourself with where you need to be and what your path is, right? But if we're so stuck here and here, we stop ourselves from actually getting to where we need to be. When your anxiety is in charge, when that asshole in your head is the one making decisions, you're getting in your own fucking way and that's not helpful, right? When you're only reacting from here, when you're reacting from your wounding, when you're reacting from your anger, when you're acting from, you know, your insecurities, you're not going to get further ahead. You're going to get stuck, right? But when you're in alignment with all three, you're going to make better choices. You can actually start to trust your decisions and that's going to come with you reinforcing from yourself that you make good choices, that you actually know what you're doing that you are worthy and deserving and amazing because you are, like I said last time, like you just are because you are, right? Little kids, they're just cool because they're cool. Two people who like little kids. Um, babies, babies are fine. Um, anyway, wow, we went through the whole gamut of experience and emotion today all on my face. <laughs> if you appreciate what you're hearing, tune in next Friday. Uh, I might be on a beach somewhere. Um, that might not be live. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, shit, I might just be in a bikini. I won't. Um, but, <laughs> but I will be on an island. I will share pictures of that with you. I am on TikTok. Um, it's LX2 Codependency Coaching. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, LX2 Code Coach 
there's dots in there. Um, all that information is in my bio. Listen to the podcast, share, like, do whatever social media wants you to do. Um, or just listen and take care of yourself. Like that's the most important part. That's the only reason I'm doing this. Anyway, I'm going to end the podcast. I'm going to end the live. Thank you so much for listening and watching and watching this later. And I really appreciate all of you. Take care. All right. That is the end of the podcast live and video. Um, again, if you're here and you're listening and you haven't watched the video, totally fine. You missed the crying, but that's okay. Um, Alex to codependency coaching. Thank you again for listening and I will talk to you next week. Take care.